If you fail to meet these requirements, you may be liable for fines up to $10 million if you are a business. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marketing Street episode with me. My name is Omkar and I'm a marketing specialist based here in Ontario, Canada. Marketing Street by Insert Digit is for everyone who wants to make their opinions heard at their next marketing pitch because only true knowledge can make your opinion stand out. Today, we will stroll through the marketing street exploring Canada's anti-spam legislation or which is commonly known as CASEL. We will explore why this came into effect and how CASEL changed the approach of the marketers. The CASEL anagram is the unofficial name for a law passed by the Parliament of Canada. This law came into force on the 1st of July 2014 as a federal law. This came into effect after the growth of e-commerce here in Canada. CASEL was enforced to boost confidence and trust in the online marketplaces. So why are we talking about this law from 2014 in 2021, you ask? Well, because according to a recent estimate, the global email users are set to grow to almost 4.3 billion users. And if you think that's a lot, well, it is. It is half of the world's population. So what's the most common thing that is associated with emails? Yes, the word spam. But your understanding of the word spam may be completely different than what is set out in this regulation. In Canada's anti-spam legislation, the word spam actually has a much broader scope as this law regulates broad range of activities, including unsolicited commercial messages such as emails, texts, and even tweets, phishing and other fraudulent practices, and lastly, collecting emails without consent and much more. So now that we have a basic understanding of what Castle is, we need to look at how it can affect your marketing strategy. So if your business has to communicate via emails, texts, or automated phone messages, you need to follow certain protocols. To understand these protocols, you first need to understand express and implied consent. In order for a consent to be deemed express, the individual must take affirmative action to say sign up or opt in to your list willingly. This can look like a pop-up box in your website, which prompts the users to give their email IDs to you. A simple way to check this is to ask yourself this, did your recipient say yes to receive your communications? And this is important because consent is the permission that the users give you to communicate with them. On the other hand, the implied consent exists when there is already a relationship, but the recipient is added to your list without any affirmative action. 
Now this can look like if someone interacted with your business and purchased something from you. They become implied consent. If someone downloaded your free software or an ebook and in that process gave their email IDs to you, it is also considered as implied consent. So does that mean if someone downloaded my ebook on from my website, I can communicate with them forever? Well, no. The implied consent expires in about 24 months or two years after the recipient has interacted with you. So even if you have the implied consent, you are better off sending a confirmation email in order to make that implied consent into an express one, which never expires. While a consent can be given orally or in writing, it is recommended that you keep records of how you obtained that implied or express consent, since in both cases you have the onus to prove the consent that you received. So what happens if you send an email to someone after their implied consent is expired? Now this is the tricky part. If you fail to meet these requirements, you may be liable for fines up to $10 million if you are a business and up to $1 million for individual proprietors and professionals. And if you think that's it, think again. A business owner may also be imprisoned if they fail to comply with these regulations. Now, if you're wondering if your business needs to follow these regulations, well, let's find out. If you are in Canada and you use emails to promote your business, then you automatically have to comply with these regulations. But if you're not in Canada and you have customers who are accessing their emails in Canada, then Castle applies to you. But if you're not sure about where your customers are, then it's your responsibility to find out. And this can be done in a number of ways using geolocation or simply by asking them. Because as I said before, you can only communicate with those people who have given you the permission to talk to them because only when they have given you their consent, they have agreed to receive your communications. Thank you for joining me this week on The Marketing Street. Please consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we would really appreciate if you simply tell a friend about us and ask them to join us on The Marketing Street. Till next time, take care and be safe everyone.